Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another Athletics Baseball podcast with your host, Taylor. And today, I've actually got a special guest for you. I will introduce her in a few minutes, and we will be talking today about the really exciting A's-Giants spring training game today in Mesa at Hohokam Stadium, the home of the A's in spring training in Arizona, that we are live at here in Mesa. I'm not going to talk about yesterday's game, spring training game. I'm going to save that for Monday's episode, just giving a little bonus episode out there for you guys for this game that we actually got to be live at. And we're going to be at the Reds game tomorrow. I'll see if I'm going to do another bonus episode for you guys tomorrow. Not decided on that one yet. But first, before we get into this episode and talk about today's game, I just want to remind you all, if you're a fan of the episode, if you're a fan of the podcast, leave us a rating and review. Follow us wherever you listen to your podcasts. Check out our, our social medias. Twitter, athletics underscore pod. Instagram is athletics underscore baseball underscore podcast. And you can always reach us also at our email athleticsbaseballpodcast at gmail.com with any questions, comments, whatever. All right, so thank you all for listening, and I'd like to just start this episode out with introduction of the special guest who will be featured in later episodes as well, where we're going to do special episodes sort of back and forth between me and her. That would be My wife, Elisa, who has been a big help for me with the podcast, of course, and she is also a lifelong A's fan. She went to spring training a ton as a child, and we we both grew up near the stadium, going to A's games a lot as a kid, and, and I thought this would be a great opportunity for you guys to meet her real quick. Well, hi. I feel like you use the word special a little bit uh, a little bit loosely. I'm a guest, but I'm not really that special. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but I'm excited to be here. I'm really excited about the game we just watched because it was a great game. Super exciting. Uh, lots of big hits and runs. Well, that's the whole reason we're doing a bonus episode. That's true. <laughs> Should be fun. So I'm excited to finally be... This is my first podcast ever, so I'm excited. Yeah, and we have a lot of plans for the both of us to do duo episodes in the future, sort sort of themed around different topics that are a little bit more conversational and I think should be really fun. Yeah, but, and you guys should let us know if you like it or hate it. Yes, please. <laughs> Feedback is always loved. <laughs> so... Let's start off with just a little bit of game talk here. What happened today, in case you didn't catch it, because I know it's 1 p.m. on a Friday, and a lot of you guys had to be at work. Maybe you were lucky enough to be able to catch the radio broadcast, but it can be hard, I know, to catch the game actually live on TV or stream it. Because not only might you be at work or busy with your life on a weekday early afternoon, but it's also kind of hard to get into 
the streaming and, and actually access it. You know, if you don't have cable, if you're not at home, whatever, the MLB TV app is expensive and not necessarily the easiest way to watch these games. And they're not even uh, airing all the games on, right, they're on not, TV. They're not even all live. You know, <laughs> they're not even all recorded. To to. Yeah. So we'll give you the quick rundown. And I'm sure if you did listen to it on the radio, it's not going to be as compelling as Vince and Ken, obviously, but we'll give you what we got. So the A's won, and it was extremely fun and super exciting, and it was a great, great game to be at. The score at the end of the game was 7-2. to two. The A's took the lead and never gave it up. The pitching was very nice. The whole way through, we, we were looking good. So they had James, or they had J.P. Sears scheduled, but they ended up pitching yes. James Caprellian, which was a surprise. Yes, I don't know if it was legitimately J.P. Sears was scheduled, and maybe I, I haven't looked into it because this is like right after the game. I haven't, but I don't know if there was some last-minute problem that Sears was having or something like that. But I do know that when I did look it up, Sears was who I saw listed to start today. And I didn't see anything about Caprellian. So maybe maybe I just saw the wrong thing. But Caprellian started. He did well. He went four innings. He only gave up one earned run, four strikeouts, five hits, and no walks. So very good outing from him. He's still coming off the injury from last season. He had to get surgery on, I think it was his shoulder. And he, so he's... He's just getting back into getting some work and getting stretched out, loosened up, and and I think the A's are hopeful that he's going to be ready for the start of the regular season, but there's a lot of pitchers. Nothing is for sure yet. So he gave up that one earned run in the third inning, and other than that, it, it was just a nice game from him. Uh, helped out by some pretty good defense, good good catches in the outfield, and a couple of double plays, at least one that I remember for sure. Trevor May came in right after that. He was great, struck out all three guys in his one inning. Domingo Acevedo came in. No runs, no hits, no walks, one strikeout for him. Chad Smith, we were actually trying to get a beverage at that time, and it was one of the fastest half innings of the game. Because it was the bottom of the seventh, of course. So the mm-hmm. or no, it must have been it the, the top was it the top, top, top of, of the, the top of the seventh. So we thought we had enough time to grab a beer before they stopped serving and then we get up there and the seventh is practically over already. Yeah. We we made very fast work of that half inning <laughs> with Chad Smith combined with our defense on those. Because there were no strikeouts from him. It was just pop up, you're out, you know, it was, it was real quick. And Steckenrider came in, he got into a little bit of trouble with, he, he let in three hits, and I believe it was the sacrifice fly for the second out for their one mm-hmm. earned run in that inning. And he, he only let in the one earned run in one inning, that's fine. And a new player pitched for the A's that I have no experience with for the close there, Charles Hall. 
Two walks, one strikeout, no hits, no runs. He did fine. I don't know too much about him, but he is a right-handed pitcher, and today was his second spring training game that he's pitched in, but the first one, March 3rd, it was just one out that he pitched. And the highest level that he has actually pitched in so far was A last season, where he pitched 33 and a third innings at a 2.43 ERA for that stretch. So the he Azer, was the closer today? He was. He was the so closer today. So maybe they were kind of giving him a chance since we were five runs up. Yeah, yeah, it was a good opportunity for some younger minor league guys to get a shot with our run lead because obviously it's the Battle of the Bay, preview to the Battle of the Bay, really. And even though it's spring training, I'm sure that both sides wanted to win. And it was packed at the stadium today. It was sold out. It was a sold out game. And it wasn't all A's fans and it wasn't all Giants fans. It was a healthy mix. It felt like about half and half. I think that the A's fans had a little bit of an edge. And the A's fans were the only ones who cheered. Like, That's mostly true, but I did hear... So one Giants of the, fans clapped. One they of clapped. the funny moments that, that was, I think in the first inning, James Caprellian pitching, Christian Pache is in center field, and big hit by one of the Giants players. And all the Giants fans were like, oh yeah, that's out of there. Yeah, they started cheering a little prematurely. And it was like, okay, guys. Because it wasn't even quite at the warning (laughs) track. And Christian Pache had that thing easily. Yeah. (laughs) And... (laughs) He didn't have to dive. He just went and stood under it. (laughs) Yeah, that, that sort of preluded the whole day where Giants fans... They got a little too excited, a little too early, and then they got a little quiet the rest of the day. <laughs> yeah, that might have been what what was going on. Yeah, they they didn't really uh, they didn't really show up with any chants or cheers or anything the whole stretch. And there yeah. were there were a couple good "Let's Go Oakland" chants going on as well. It was fun. the The A's fans were pretty energetic as far as the spring training goes. You know, it wasn't it wasn't like packed coliseum everybody's getting rowdy it wasn't like that but the a's fans were definitely excited you could you could tell it and that was a lot of fun so that's the look at the pitching side only two runs given up one in the eighth and one in the third offensively we just went off all game long so we scored one in the first two in the second one in the fourth and then had a couple walks and hits in between there and and sort of had a loud inning in the eighth, bottom of the eighth, where we scored three. And we had a couple good steals throughout the game, too. Yep, yep. Tony Kemp, he had a hit. Ryan Noda had a hit. Aledmus Diaz had two. Seth Brown had two hits. Jace Peterson had two hits. Tyler Wade had a walk. Loriano had a hit. Kevin Smith had a walk. Connor Capel had two hits. Brent Rooker had two hits. Christian Pache had a hit with two RBIs for Pache. And it was just offensively really exciting. No home runs on the day, just lots of singles and one double. A lot of the singles seemed to be outfield hits too, though. So yeah, it was it was a lot of line drives into outfield over the head of the infielders and then some ground balls sneaking between first and second and sneaking between second and third. Really good. 
and there there were a handful of errors as well on both teams. And Connor Capel got one of those steals, and Tyler Wade got one of those steals. We had two steals on the day for the A's. And Langoliers and McCann both earned errors for the A's. The Giants had three errors. The A's also turned a double play. We also might want to mention that there were a couple of uh, time violations, pitch clock violations, both on... On I know there was one on Loriano and there was one on one of the Giants pitchers I believe and there was one on an ace pitcher yeah so and it was it was um, clear that it was real from being at the stadium so, sometimes when we're watching on TV it's hard to tell like it's like was that really like did they call it really close was it a little bit subjective but. Today, it was, like, pretty clear that it was real. Well, yes, but I also had a hard time figuring out who it was actually called on. That's that true. Loriano one that they called in the first inning. I believe I believe it was the first inning. Where I, I thought for a second they called it on the pitcher. Well, they... Whoever was in the scoring yeah, room they, put a ball yes. on the scoreboard. I, I was watching Loriano, so I knew it was on the batter, or it should have been. Yeah, you but called then it on the batter at first. they put the ball on the scoreboard, so whoever was scoring wasn't watching that or, or wasn't sure at first. So there's yeah. it seems like there's kind of a disconnect right now between, like... Because I've seen that happen on TV a yeah, little I've bit, Yeah, I've seen too. a lot of struggles from uh, whoever's doing the scoring. Yeah as far as getting it right. And it's obviously hard as well when you don't have any announcement from the umpires or anything like that as far as what's actually happened. Right, yeah. Another thing about today's game is it felt very short at the stadium, and it was very short. It was two hours and 25 minutes. And I know there's a lot of debate right now on among baseball fans about the game time and some of the rule changes and things and I have to say for my part the game was really really short like being there where if you wanted to go grab a drink or grab a hot dog then you were guaranteed or if you needed to go to the bathroom you were guaranteed to miss an entire inning not possible for you to miss half an inning it was, and it was a small stadium, too. The bathroom was not very far. The food was not very far. The drinks were not very far, and unless you're comfortable to miss at least an inning and maybe more, maybe an inning and a half, possibly even two, depending on where you're going, you really feel like you can't get up and do anything. Yeah, if you get up and walk to get a hot dog, have to stand in line, like, you're going to miss a lot of the game. I was a little bit disappointed that they didn't have, I mean, I know it's, like, small park and everything. No TVs, like, at the food bars or anything. Yep, no no radio broadcast in the causeway. Right, yeah, which is, it's okay if you're only going to miss, like, a couple of outs or half an inning, but it's, like, when you're gone, like, yeah. When the game's moving so fast, it's... It's tough because you're missing stuff, even if the other team is at bat. Yeah, especially if it's a game that you had to pay a lot more to go to. Spring training tickets aren't exactly expensive. But I imagine for other teams' fans, 
if it's say a Dodgers Giants game or something like that at in Dodger Stadium, those tickets are probably going to be pretty pricey. And if you need to just go to the bathroom or you want to grab a snack and you have to miss one and a half to two innings to do it, then that I think would feel disappointing to miss that much of the game that maybe you had to pay a hundred dollars a ticket for for not even prime seats. Yeah, I mean that's disappointing. I think like we we weren't really planning to get into this today, so maybe just a quick mention. But yeah, yeah. it's you know, as a person, as a fan who's going to a baseball game, I see only drawbacks to having shorter games. It's just a disappointment to have you know, a two and a half hour game or shorter when you arrive right around first pitch, take some time to get to your seat, you know, maybe an inning or two is already over. It's just like you paid to be there and you want to have a good afternoon at the ballpark Mm -hmm. and it gets cut short. So that's a disappointment. It's one thing if you're watching at home on TV, obviously, but nobody's forcing you to watch the entire game if three hours is too long for you. That, I don't know, that's a personal opinion. So we're not going to get into that today, but so I think that we will leave it there for today. The stadium, it was it was a great day today at the ballpark. It was warm, mid 70s, sunny, sold out game. A lot of fans from both teams. It was a lot of fun. Really happy that baseball was back. Really nice day for a ball game. Oh yeah, not too hot, not too sunny. But not cold or rainy or overcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was great. It was a great day. Yeah. And maybe we'll be back tomorrow. Well, we will be back at the ballpark <laughs> tomorrow watching the A's-Reds game in Hohokam with the A's again at home, technically. And maybe you will hear from us again tomorrow. We'll have to see. Well... Thank you for tuning in to this special bonus episode, and I hope you all continue to have great weekends. I hope you enjoyed meeting our new guest host, who may be making some future appearances as well. Thanks for having me on. It was fun. And thank you all for listening.